Hi, well, I'm here with the Steens, and as far as I'm aware, they are the first official family of African descent to play at the highest level, and it's uh, something that's not been recognised in the way that it should be. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later, but for now, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about the family and how you got there. As many people have don't realise you come from South Africa. Okay, so we, we left South Africa in February the 7th in 1968, arrived at Southampton on the 21st. We weren't really adapting, you, you know, we, we knew as soon as we got here, uh, the weather was a significant effect. You know, a lot of my brothers, uh, as we were coming off the boat, they were, they, were, they, they were very, very cold. It was a February day in, in England. Interestingly enough, when we came over, to be honest with you, we didn't really understand why we were coming or what we were doing. As younger children, certainly myself, Mark, Bert and Yui, then about Brian maybe even, we didn't know why we were moving. I didn't even know we were moving. We know we were going somewhere, but we didn't know we were moving to England. Well, Philip, give us a little bit of a backdrop to that. Well, obviously the reason, the reason um, we, we, we came over was because, um, was because uh, my dad was um, a political activist. Um, in South Africa, I just think that due to like all his activities, what 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 was going on in South Africa, you know, the apartheid regime, all the things with the ANC, I think it just got to a stage where I'm led to believe that sort of that house was being monitored all the time and, and different things, and um, I think it, it was just a matter of time. You know, we didn't have any option. I think then to sort of leave, uh, leave South Africa. The fact that sometimes you didn't know your dad was going to be coming home. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I mean, I, I think the, the, the real turning point, I would say, uh, on, on the reason why we came to the UK, is that uh, my mother was uh, uh, incarcerated um, for, for, no, for no real reason. Uh, my father heard about it, and then he uh, went on hunger strike. And when he was released, his, his first thoughts were that our mother was endangered, and therefore our kids may be endangered. And so he then put in place uh, that we need to get out of here. And uh, he was looking at um, Norway, he was looking at um, the USA, Canada, and the UK. But he just felt because the UK was really paramount at that time, mm -hmm. he felt that this was uh, the best place for us to, 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 to uh, come to. Where did you first settle in the UK? It was in London, because uh, the boat docked at Southampton Docks mm -hmm. on the 21st of February, and uh, we were just freezing. <laughs> we were frozen, honestly, because you didn't get weather as cold as that in South Africa. And, and crying at the dock, remember? Um, Four or five of us cried. You know, my mum sort of tried to shield us and everything. It was weird. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. We were, I think, 21 days on the boat or something. And that journey as well, like, you know? Can you, can you all remember it still? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Mark, but can you yeah. remember it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic, because yeah. you're talking about seven young boys. Yeah. And the people who were on the boat, uh, you had loads of people coming to England. Obviously, we were young kids. All we wanted to do was run around. And jump play. in the pool, yeah. play, the, 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 the amount of activities they have on the boat. First time we'd ever been on a boat, to be yeah. honest with you. 
we didn't specifically know why we were leaving. It was just, oh, we're on a boat, we're going somewhere, just no idea. The significance of your parents. When we docked, wow. the Archbishop of Canterbury met my father and they were talking about Mandela and everything. We're thinking, what's going on? Wow. My father was an unbelievable man. What he'd done for us, mm. him and my mum, you know, we could never repay that. But for them, we may not have been around. Yeah. yeah. We would have been. You know, the, 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 the great thing about them is that they trusted us from a very, very early age. They gave us responsibilities from a very early, early age. Uh, sometimes we made mistakes because, because there was one time when, when, when we lost Mark for, for, for about 12 hours. Mm. And we, we didn't realise it, but, but um, uh, there was a, a, a group at the time. I can't, can't quite remember the name of the group. What was the name of the group? I think Clark Five. Oh yeah, the Dave Clark Five. I think they just took him. Well, that they asked you, didn't they? There was a bunch of us, wasn't it? There were you and about four or five others. And they must have been five, and then they took him to High Park. Yeah, to take pictures for their new album cover. Yeah, the Dave Clark Five. The Dave Clark Five. I remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll see them on the picture. And Mark's on the. I think I that, that was the first time I thought, I like a bit of this. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, you know, like, maybe I can be famous when I'm a bit older. You know, I'm getting a feel of it and I'm getting, like, nice view of that. A life defending others. Well, there's obviously a part of you that relates to people who have had a struggle. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's a very evident that you do yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think because my father, he was very active in, in South Africa, Mike. I think what we what we learned about my father, especially when, on our trips back home, he worked with different communities. Even though he was to help the black community, he actually worked with Muslims, he worked with Jewish people, he worked with coloreds and some white people. And again, it didn't quite register because I didn't really have an idea what apartheid was or meant because obviously when you're young, you don't. Just, mm. But my father was, I spoke to a couple of my aunties and my father was prolific in his organising, making sure people had money and food to eat, especially people who had been incarcerated or been taken by the government. So fundraising, safe houses, when I heard some of the stories about what my father did, literally I cried. My father went to a lot of countries. He went to Russia, mm. America, Canada, everywhere. As an activist? Yeah, as an activist, right? To try and get Nelson Mandela out of prison. He, he was in the Commons and uh, at Westminster. It, it took us to Westminster to see what he was doing. Wow. But I think, I think, sort of, I think what was interesting is, um, sort of, I think my dad sort of, um, they, they got into a group, uh, like a, uh, a group called Sandrock, mm -hmm. something to do with sort of like the, the apartheid and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like for me, like being young, the youngest, you know, like sort of, my dad never really told us what he did. 
or yeah. what what was you know like every everything like it, you know like it was pushed aside you know like it was this, that's what he does mm. and like we we were like sort of our job like, to we, 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 yeah. education. we weren't allowed to know what he done yeah. Wow. And, and that nice, is, you know, and protect, that, nice to protect you, yeah, but that is protect protect to keep us safe, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because I mean, there's so many stories prior to, to, to this where young people did know what, what, what their parents were doing, mm. and they would, you know, in, in, involved, arrested, arrested yeah. etc., and that sort of stuff. Mm. But huh? he would never let us know exactly what he was doing, what my parents instilled in us, you know, the, the fact that. Yeah, even though even though we're colour black, whatever you want to call it, we you know like you know we see it black and white. That's it. You know like you know like, obviously in South Africa and, and like in the world today, like sort of it's even being cut down to like colours, like di different sorts of different sorts of like you know like shades of whatever. Um, but I you know like I always felt that I would challenge things. That's what that's what my, my, my parents gave me. You know, like you know, whatever I've done, you know, like if if they, if they, if there's something wrong or like something wrong in whatever, you know, like they always gave us the the you know like the confidence, yeah, 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 the confidence to go. You know what? Yeah. You know, if it's wrong, yeah, cool. say your piece. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, don't, don't be frightened. You know, and the, you know, like the best thing I could say is like it was never ever monetary. We had a monetary like way of thinking about oh well if I do this you know I'll lose money there and you know like what you know because they you know like even my mum my mum you know like, my mum don't really get a lot of credit but my mum was like you know like as long as you as long as you can you know like you can you know like you can get fed or you can feed your kids or whatever that's all that matters you know like if it doesn't matter if you if you like haven't got you know like millions there's you know what, as long as you're happy. Yeah. They, they always was always about happiness. It weren't about whatever you've got. It's like, you know what, as long as you're happy, you know, right, and doing what you do, that's that's the most important thing. Uh, I, think, I think I think the most important thing is that for me, the bravery they showed. Yes, yeah. it's, it's you can't you can't you know like say enough about it because I think that's given us the confidence to be brave. In you know decision making, in everything you do. Yeah, yeah, in everything we do. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if you see what my dad suffered as well, how they tortured him in prison when he was arrested, it was so bad. His knees, legs, everything. Where old body, yeah, his old body. They put electricity through his knees. And ankles and everything, and you just think, how can people be doing that? Yeah. Recognizing your true potential. We are now going to look where it all started, sports-wise, and uh, take that journey from the Paddington or North Paddington, North Paddington Boys, Club, Boys Club. Ed, somebody told me that there was a club just a little further down the road that were looking for players. North Paddington Boys Club. And so we went there, and then we got involved over there, playing table tennis, uh, playing five-a-sides, etc., playing games. And uh, not long after we, we went there, uh, somebody else took the club over, and they brought in a guy called Bird Hill. Now, this guy's always a legend, you know. 
He was uh, disciplined. He knew he knew his job. Ex-soldier. Yeah, he was. He, yeah. Hey, he was a disciplinarian. He dropped me for the first three three games, and he let everybody, you know, Brian were playing and etc. Et and then um, after after three games, it, it, he put me back in in, in the side, and, and I, I didn't dare ask him why he dropped me. Because this guy just had that authority and that look. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and uh, but he got us involved in competitions at Sarah Siddons School, right? Five aside, where you had people banging people up against the walls, etc., and all that business. You know, and, uh, and 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 you had to be on on your toes. You know, and, and you had to show your what you had, your potential. We did that well enough. We did that well enough, Brian and I, because we were there originally. Carl then came, came, came later on. And then, and then he, he asked me, he didn't have a left winger. So I said, why don't you play Carl? And then Carl, Carl got on, on the left wing and, and he was turning turning around and, pop, 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 <laughs> and, and, and all that. But I'm thinking, what? Even we didn't know he, he, he had it. Do you, know, do, do you know what I'm saying? Even we didn't know it. Because when, when you're older, you, you, you don't... Really, you don't really go and examine what, what 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 your young brothers are doing. You don't do it. Yeah. And and um, so and all of a sudden, Carl's in the team. And then uh, then he said, "We need a centre forward." I said, "Why don't you play Brian as centre forward?" So Brian went to centre forward. Where was he playing before? Right, right back, weren't you? Yeah. Brian was a right back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and and, and it, it was there. It was it, it was at that time there when we, when we when we realised really uh, what our potential uh, uh, was. Now listen, let's let's just fast forward just a little bit because you've got little brother here sitting to my left. Yeah, when did he start to kind of drift? Well, we went because I know that there's a cricket story with Mark as well. Isn't it? Mark was the best cricketer, yeah, in the family. Well, yeah, yeah. you could say Mark was the only cricketer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, I think what you mustn't forget, yeah, we were all good footballers, Mike. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. yeah. So you had a level, and really, then it was about, well, I'm better than you. If you yeah. just tell us now, I'm better than you. Oh, we'll have a game and. It was yeah. just always everything was geared around everything was geared around competition. Yeah, but I tell you this now, and I'm not quite sure whether whether you know he, 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 he uh, realizes. Somebody called the house, and um, I answered the, 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 the phone and said, "Hi, is that Mr. Stein?" I said, "Yes." I said, "Who's who am I speaking to?" And uh, they said, "Oh, uh, it's Middlesex Cricket Club," and I said, "Oh, okay." Uh, what can I do for you? Um, Mark, Mr. Mr. Stein, Mark has got the ability to be an international cricket player. England international? England international cricket player. So I said, excuse me, you don't do that here, you? <laughs> <laughs> right? I said, we're a football family. <laughs> Thank you. And I put the phone down. But I never told him that. There we go, mate. I, I never told him that. Also, uh, Mike, right? Uh, I played Mark uh, in a, for a pub team. 
right, with my, my mate Errol. And um, played a couple of games and all that business. And those guys was just battling him, kicking him and all that sort of business, right? And after a little while, he, he, got, he got used to that. He got used to that, right? And I think in that, at that time, <coughs> he sort of felt because he, played against, he was playing against adults, right? It must have given him a lot of satisfaction because he looked like he improved in, in, in what he was doing yeah. at that time, you know? And, and also, it led to, to, to the fact um, that he left school early, didn't he? Right. Right? He left school early. Right? You got so, kicked out. Well, so he says. Did you go to Watford? Yeah, but he did. This is, this is, this is about the Watford thing, funny enough. Uh, and what happened, right? Um, my mum said, said to me, ran one day, day, and she said to me, oh, oh, Mark's, Mark's, Mark's got here. I said, well, what's he doing there? She said, oh, uh, um, he just, he's not going to school anymore. And I'm just, I said, what do you mean he's not going to school anymore? He said, I, she said, I don't know, you better come back and check, back and ask him. So I came back and I asked him, and I said, well, what, what are you doing? He said, you better go and sign on the door, mate. I said, if, you, if you're going to take uh, decisions like that, without consulting with, with mum or dad or, and, and stuff like that, fine. They agree with you. If they don't agree with you and expect you to, to, to be finishing your education, if you're not prepared to do that, got to pay. Got to pay. It's a rent, yeah. Right? And I just told them to go to the, to, to the um, local job centre. Job centre, right? And then it was closed, apparently. Right? <laughs> it was closed, apparently, right? So we said. Right? It was closed, apparently, right? And then I'm telling you, right? And then, unbeknown to him, right? I thought it was like, I'm showing. I spoke to my mate, Errol. I said, Errol, I've got a brother, you, you know Mark. He said, yeah, I know the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, listen, he's just done, done one and my mum's not happy about it and all this sort of business. You've got any work for him to do? He says, yeah, 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 well, I'll take him, I'll take him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. He went to go and walk work in the garage, right? Panel beating. Right, panel beating, right? Spraying, right? Right? I used, to, I used to go in there every two days to see if he had turned up, right? <laughs> right? You, uh, here. Let me tell you, right? Uh, he was under the cars. His hair, like afro, green, yellow, blue, uh, and, and all sorts of stuff, mate. Right? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. Right? But the great thing about it, 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 it was he learned something there. He stuck at it. And he taught him. He taught him something there. Right? And, and then, until I got a phone call from Errol, and Errol said, What's happened to Mark then? I said, I don't know. I said, what do you mean? He turned up. <laughs> I said, he, he hasn't turned up. He said, no, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. He ain't called me, nothing. I said, well, all right, just one minute. Rang my mum. My mum said, said to me, I said to her first, sorry. I said, what's happened to Mark? She said, he left here this morning about 7.30. I said, are you sure? She goes, yes. So, all day, I'm thinking about what, what's this like do, doing, right? And it was only later on that, 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 that day that he told me that Watford, he'd gone to Watford and they fancied him. Tom Wally, wasn't it? Tom Wally. And how, did, how did that trial come about? Where, where have they seen you? No, because the thing was like, when I was at school, we'd, we'd like sort of like get trials and stuff like that. Basically, I got kicked out of school. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that's, that's the bottom line. 
and and the thing was, Edwin got me a job, and I thought, I need this. <laughs> you know, like, cause like I'm, I'm, you're 15, and you're thinking, that's the last thing you want, like, going to work in the garage, like, you know? But, I mean, like, Edwin's right, that the fact that, you know, like, it, it, made, it made me really, to, to be honest, because what, I, what it did teach me is, I don't want to be working in the garage all my life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, the thing, and, the, and the fact is, like, I, I went to Watford and it didn't really quite work out because, um, I mean, like, at that time, they, they were like, sort of like quite a sort of long ball team and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not much bigger, but I, I, I was quite small and like the, the coach at the time, Tom Wally, um, he, 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 he quite liked me. But, you know, like, sort of, I think it got to a stage where um, when it came to like apprenticeships and stuff, um, eventually he didn't take me on, um, and that's when obviously David Pleat, uh, he said, well, you know, why don't you come to Luton and sort of like come and train? Well, that's a good link because I think Luton has played uh, a major part in, in your lives. There's so much respect, uh, and there's a romanticism when you guys talk about it. Going pro. Let's get into the Luton story because it, it's a story that needs to be told in a big way. But the Steens part in that story, Brian? Well, I played there for 16 years. 16 years? Yeah. Wow. And How did it all start? My mum got a phone call from Luton Town on a Monday and said, we want to sign your son. Because I, I was playing with Edwin at uh, Ezra Town. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had to go like a certain day. But Watford run and West Ham run as well. <laughs> like the following week. And it was mad, like, you know? And uh, I just thought, well, if Luton are interested, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm going to go and talk to uh, the manager, like, you know. How old was he? I was 19. 19? Yeah. Just had my birthday in October. Um, was it a lot to comprehend or did you or did you think, no, actually, this is my time? Well, the thing was, the, the thing was, is that um, we had a game on, on, on Saturday. and uh, At Edgeworth. At Edgeworth Town Football Club. Um, David Pleat. And we didn't realise. Watch Yeah, we didn't realise it. But David Pleat was in the crowd. And then um, when we came off and uh, after we had the shower and, 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 and all that and came out and went into, into the bar, he pulled me up and he said, oh, um, what's your, what's your, are you Mr. Steen? I said, yeah. He said, um, where's your brother? And, and Brian was still um, in, in the changing room. So I said, oh, he's in the changing room. So he said to me, oh, look, we think very highly of your brother and we'd like to do something. So I said, okay. I said, but um, well, you're going to have to speak to my parents. So that's why my, my, they rang my mum and all that business. But he did say to me that, um, that we want to sign him straight away. Then I called uh, Bert Hill, the, the, the guy at um, North Paddington. That was at North Paddington. And I told him, well, They've, they've, they've signed Brian and myself. And, uh, and then also... Then, to West Ham on yeah, Saturday. 
We play yeah. first day yeah, yeah. reserves. That's right. On the Saturday. On the Saturday. On the Saturday. Yeah. From the Monday. So you've gone straight into the reserve team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And uh, Billy Bones played. Yeah. Lampard left back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're the, the great team. Yeah. I got a phone call from David Plea, Brian. We've got a game against Man City at Man United. That's right. And my dad, I got tickets for him. My mum and Edwin went. And, 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 and uh, Yeah. And uh, this is after playing against West Ham. So was, you straight the first that, 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 yeah, that, 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 that Harry Aslan asked David Lee who was the best player. He said Brian Smith. That was it? Yeah. Well, Cleary had me on the phone, he goes, because he was a reserve team coach. And, Massive. Oh, it's yeah, 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 but he said, he said, like, bring shirt and tie. Yeah. And Brian went, I ain't got one of those. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I, I, didn't have, I didn't have a, like, a proper jacket yeah. or anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, so let me ask a question. Brothers, you're on looking at this. Sense of pride? Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. Well, my father went yeah. to the game. Yeah, it was at Old Trafford against Man City, and it was a quarter final. Yeah, wow. Yeah, of the FA Cup. And, Two, and three weeks earlier, you were playing against Red <coughs> Two weeks earlier. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. The lads, you know, we used to play a game in the playground, like three and in, and yeah, yeah. stuff mm. like that, and you'd be a player. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, people were, you know, Brightstone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. I'm Brightstone. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and you know, because we had somebody who, who looked like us, yep, who yeah. was there. You know, it's just related. It was just, it's just fantastic. And I mean, when that started, where was you in your journey, Mark? How far behind was you? Well, it's it's funny because I I went to a trial with my brother Bert um, when I was about thirteen to move, mm-hmm. and um, I played against 16, 17 year olds mm-hmm. um, at the time, and. Um, so I've done okay. And I remember sort of like David Pleat afterwards going to me like, you know, like, why didn't you come to train? But at that age, like I was 13 or 14. I mean, Brian's, Brian's at like Luton, but I could not travel. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't travel. You know, like, because, and that, that's when the, the times when like the trains were like once every hour. Right, and exactly. Yeah. Like, you know. But, but it's interesting that you were already on his radar. Yeah. 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 A little something from Paul Elliott. Not just his influence on football, but his influence on the Steam family as a role model, as a mentor. I mean, he picked up Brian, I think it was 1976 from Edgware, you know, yeah. and, and, he, and, and, and the impact he's had on Brian's life as, a, as an older, it's been like his second father, to be honest with you. And, yeah. and David Pleat was, why he was such a great manager, then with all the issues and the challenges we had with racism, black players, the abuse we got. I remember one game, I think it was Southampton away. There must have been eight black players in the team. Yeah. I remember yeah. it was Ricky Hill, myself, Mitchell Thomas, Brian, Mark Steen, Ray Daniels, Emeka Nijobi, uh, and somebody else. And it was, but please, it's a, he, he didn't care. He picked your merit, yeah. you know? Oh. And, and he, and he as, as, also as well, I think being Jewish as well, he understood a lot of the issues around racism, discrimination, prejudice, inequalities that we all experience, you know? So he, he was a, he was a brilliant, 
brilliant man and a great manager and one that's impacted every footballer in so many different ways. Because the, the thing was, and, and I remember like, um, Brian used to leave me tickets like because I was still at school. And, and like, because we, we had like um, Terry Dyson, the ex Tottenham Spurs as a teacher. What and I thought, yeah. And yeah, what an influence. What an influence he was. Yeah, Price, Joe Price, 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 we used to bump the trains, right? <laughs> and, and, and the thing was, it was, you know, like, as kids, but, you know, like, as kids, as kids, yeah. used to, like, go, and I know it's funny, that, you know, like, obviously I was, like, flipping, well, thought of then, because, like, flipping, I'm taking them to, like, football. You know, like, and, like, but they go actually seeing a live game of, you know, yeah, and, and like, I'm going, yeah, there's my brother. And, they, and like, they're, like, flipping astounded, because they're going, like, is that, is that your brother? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 you're playing football. Like, you know, and the thing was, you know, like, we'd come back on the train and, like, it never used to stop at Crickwood. It used to always go to West Hampton. And we used to open the doors and jump out at Crickwood, right? Because the thing was, because how mad it was, you know, like, because you could open the doors then. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. now it's, like, automatic. Yeah. But, you know, like, they're the sorts of things, you know, like, never I remember, did. yeah, I remember, like, sort of, Travelling to Luton. Yeah. Like, you know, like the girl was Brian, because like, you know, like I used to think, I don't know. You know, and at the time I was playing cricket and stuff like that. And like, you know, I was just like, I don't know, man. Yeah. There's no like comparison. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no comparison. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so and and you know, I think that's where it all started, really, for me. Did it make you want it more? Yeah, because I, I used to just think to myself, well. You know, like when you used to go to Luton, you used to get like 10,000 people, yeah. like shouting their heads off. Yeah. You know, like, and I used to get like, watch cricket, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> well, not really. Mm. It hasn't still got, it ain't got that feel. Yeah. And also, it's not Dave Clark 5, is it? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also, it was and, and like, you know, like, it, 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 was, it was a working class game. Because, mm. like, you know, yeah, cricket, it was, great point. Cricket, was. cricket was like, you great know, like, because middle class. Yeah. And, and the thing was, it was just like, well, I can't, we, we can't really afford like all the equipment and exactly. stuff like that. And so, you know, like, I think that was like a, one of the reasons why I thought it doesn't really like sort of appeal to me in that. So. The Steens, a sporting dynasty produced at the Cultural Media Centre on behalf of the Jason Roberts Foundation.